Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker, and this is episode 13. When it comes to fear, sometimes we lead with faith and sometimes we don't. Well, children in your circle of influence do the same thing, and I'm so glad you're in their lives to help them. Today, we're going to talk with a familiar friend, our co-host on the podcast, Lee Neenheis. She has a wonderful book out that I've enjoyed called Brave Moms, Brave Kids, and she'll share her thoughts on how to walk kids through their fears by leading with faith, just like our heroes in the Bible. Let's join Lee now. Well, we are tackling the subject of kids' fears and faith today, and we are so happy to have someone who has really researched this topic extensively in scripture and otherwise in her book, Brave Moms, Brave Kids, A Battle Plan for Raising Heroes. Welcome, Lee Neenheis, our own You Can Tell the Children co-host. Well, hey, Corey Pennypacker, so glad to be with you today. You just love to say my name, Corey Pennypacker, don't you? I do. I feel like there are some names that just you say the first name and the last name together, but for sure, <laughs> yours is one of those in my mind. It's just so fun. It is. So Lee, you and I had a conversation about fear and kids and fear and parents and fear. And I saw your heart for helping adults help kids with their fear intentionally building their faith uh, for the next generation to combat fear. And our listeners want to hear about that. But first, some of them don't know you. So can you tell us again uh, a little bit about yourself, your background, your family, how many kids you have? I would love to. Well, first of all, it is an honor to co-host here at Bible to School. I love this organization. And Corey and I first met when I was working with Moms in Prayer as a communication specialist, and I hosted Moms in Prayer's podcast for three years. That's right. And I love Moms in Prayer's ministry. I love the vision, which is to reach children in schools worldwide for Christ by gathering mothers to pray. And, and Corey, I've explained this to you, but prayer was always something that I felt like was really, really difficult for me. And I was a Bible study girl. I got saved when I was 17 years old. And somebody put the word of God in my hand and said, Lee, this word can heal your mind. I came from a broken home. And so my parents were divorced. They were great parents. But, you know, we did not grow up with the word of God being saturated in our lives. And so really, as I ultimately got married and recognized my heart for seeing people come to know Jesus. And I realized that they were going to have to know his word and they were going to have to learn how Mm -hmm. to pray, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I realized those two things work in tandem and that ultimately became a passion and a calling, which is to help raise up the next generation of Christ followers. And to do that, we have to talk to parents. That's right. And how many children do you have and where do you live? That's so good. I have four kids. I'm married to my husband, Mike. We have a bunch of 
teenagers in our house right now. Tons of oh, crazy wow. activity. And we <laughs> live in West Michigan at a Christian camp and conference center. Wow. And your your husband works for that camp, right? Right. He's the director of facilities and maintenance here. And we have three campuses on Lake Michigan, basically. Awesome. But besides all that stuff you're doing at home, and that's a lot of teenagers, by the way, <laughs> you know, you're a podcaster, uh, you do other podcasts as well. And you've written several books on parenting and, and always with the word of God in it. You just, I know you love, love diving into the word of God. But for this book, on our subject today, you picked the subject of fear. Why did, you know, you pick this subject of kids and parents, fear? Uh, why is this interest to you so much? Well, actually, I've had parents from all over come to me and say, Lee, I know that my kids belong to Jesus. That's crystal clear. But I'm afraid of what Jesus might have them do. And that, that's mm. because the world seems so dark. You know, and mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard this, Corey, but I hear all the time grandparents say to me, I wouldn't want to raise kids today as if right. like, somehow there's a special merit badge that we're earning and it was more difficult to get than the generation before, <laughs> you know, and actually I went through a season of deep fear and I really think God let me do that. I've always been a kind of a courageous, more bold gal. But when it comes to our kids, it's like our kids are this part of us that walk around outside of our body. It's like our heart, you know. And so I think that when it comes to parenting, that we're likely to give our lives to the Lord. But if you ask for our kids' lives, that brings a totally different set of fears. And so I realize that fear in a mom or dad or grandparents can actually stop up God's call on the life of our kids. And that's not what I wanted. And so I just really started wrestling through what is fear? Is there a good fear? And what does that mean? Oh, a good fear. That's something I wrestle with. What, you know, tell me about that. What is a good fear versus just a regular fear? Well, you and I have had this conversation and, and it was funny. It's because most people hear and think that fear is always from the enemy. But I was reading in Psalms that the fear of the Lord was the beginning of wisdom. And so I thought, well, how is that fear different than the fear that we feel that makes us hide and run? And so that led to a real deep study of God's word that felt like a rabbit trail that was never going to end, <laughs> where I actually saw that God uses fear to destroy the enemy before his children. Actually, I was in Second Chronicles chapter 20 this morning in my quiet time. I watched it happen again with King Jehoshaphat. It's, it's like sometimes God uses it and anything that God uses cannot be bad. It's like counter to his character. And so what I've really come to realize and believe, Corey, is that God created fear. And the reason I've come to that conclusion is because the enemy cannot create anything. He can only take what God wow. creates and use it against us. And so if God created it, we can trust it. We just need to let it be used correctly. See, when you first said that, that God created fear, I had to think a minute. I'm like, really? I guess the enemy can't create things. He, he just kind of uses things and God allows that. But when I think of fear, I think of the heart racing and you're upset and you're anxious and all that. And whenever our kids have fear or I have fear, it's really real. I mean, whether it's small or big, 
whether you, you know, it's uh, all kinds of things, you know, being afraid of the dark, or I know kids have a big uh, issue. I know at Bible to school of being left alone or worried about their parents who are going to die are some of the top things. What kind of things, Lee, do you see kids being afraid of today? What, what is your take on that? Yeah, I think kids are afraid of the same things that we are as adults. And that's afraid of abandonment, afraid that we're going to be stuck in a pain that we can't get out of. Kids today actually are very lonely. It's said by everybody right now, we're in the greatest mental health crisis the world has ever known. And so I think that's being afraid of being trapped in this anguish that we've felt being separated from each other. And we can't envision a scenario outside of that. Or maybe it's they're afraid that their parents are going to divorce or they're afraid of being bullied or afraid of not having friends. And, And those are all very real fears, especially if they watch the news too, afraid of violence. Right. Be afraid of everything. Right. Natural disasters are always in the news as well. So kids are like, is an earthquake going to happen? You know? And the truth is, is that just telling people and even our kids to not be afraid is not enough. I mean, we have to go, don't be afraid. But I think Mm -hmm. the better thing to say to our kids is you don't have to be afraid. And the reason why I say that is because because God is, is the phrase that we need to use when it comes to fear. Because God is sovereign and our kids need help understanding that. But that just means because God is in ultimate control over natural disasters, over the things that are happening, because he is sovereign and he loves me, I can trust him. That's the antidote of fear is not us pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps or being so brave because brave runs out. It's actually found in a God-oriented confidence. And our kids have to be taught who God is and how and why he is trustworthy. And that's up to the parents and the leaders in their lives who love them to teach them who God is, because we can't even envision everything that our kids are going to come against, but God Mm -hmm. can, and he will be enough. Yeah. And he's not surprised by things that pop up in their lives. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Does God control sin? As we talk with our children about God being in control, there's no better example than Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. From the very beginning, God knew we would need a Savior, someone who could perfectly keep His law. We certainly can't. In His perfect timing, He sent Jesus, the only person who could perfectly fulfill God's law to save us. What a comfort it is to know our God had a plan for us that was perfectly followed through Jesus. If God can control the life, death, and resurrection of his son, there's nothing he can't do. I don't know, building that that faith component, we talk a lot about that with our, our listeners, the, the moms, the dads, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, uh, Sunday school teachers, all are listening, trying to, trying to get some nuggets out of our podcast to, to see how can they tell children about God. And this component of fear, fearing God is how you described it to me already is that we honor him. We're in awe of him, but actual fear of something is really something that we don't have to worry about because God's got that under control. But why is building into their faith 
and fear so closely related? Why are the, why do these two go together hand in hand? And, and it's all the way through scripture. Yeah. The fear of God is right. Okay. So when God gave Adam and Eve the capacity of fear, it was so that they knew that something was in their presence that was greater than them, that should be worshiped. Mm. It actually helped them to be able to recognize like God is with us and he's in charge. And so in that way, it was right. It's different than my computer, which Corey is all the time not behaving. It has no fear of me. It's like standard issue. It doesn't care that I'm mad. It doesn't care (laughs) that I could smite it and throw it out the window at any time. We are different than computers because we've been given this capacity to recognize that somebody that creates the universe has control over our lives and can do what he wants. And so in that way, we should be afraid, like the terror dread kind, if we're Mm -hmm. not in right relationship with him. But that awe of who he is, when we are orienting ourselves to order our lives the way he wants us to, actually leads to awe and reverence and love. And so You know, God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And when we love him, we just adore the things about him. It actually solves a lot of that problem. And so fear, then anything that we fear besides God is actually us worshiping it. And we would never Mm. want to do that. You know, like if we put it that way for parents, like (laughs) I'm so afraid that my kids aren't going to have friends at school. They're going to be lonely at the lunch table. Or I'm so afraid that when I give that Bible to school lesson that they're going to think I'm silly or I'm not going to connect or something like that. That's actually worshiping something. And that's self. That's a problem when actually worship gives us a right orientation, worship of God, you know? So we're like, Lord, thank you that my kid's not going to be alone at that lunch table, that you'll be with them and you'll be helping him. So fear makes us create this scenario in our minds where God is absent. And that's not Mm. the truth of God's word. The truth is, is that he is present everywhere and enabling his child. And how freeing is that, Lee? I know when, when my kids are, you know, going off or maybe they started, got their driver's license or whatever. I I had some fear, of course, but I I knew God was with them. And if they're going out and making bad choices, it wasn't because, Hey, you got to go make good choices because I'm watching you. No, God's with them all the time. And so I agree with you instilling that in their mind is so uh, helps them have a great foundation for their faith and something to draw on when they do have fear. But talk to me about how to have conversation. What do we do with fear when we feel it? So, so I have children who are going to be talking to me about their fear. You know, what do I tell them? What what do you do with fear when you, when they start feeling fear? Well, everybody who's listening has probably at some time or another felt that icy cold feeling that crawls up your neck when you're afraid. And that feeling is relatable. Like I may throw up on my shoes, you know, that feeling like just (laughs) really that feeling is actually a gift of fear. It's the fight or flight response that God created within us, 
right? That's biological. I mean, it is. God did that. It was so that if we were if we were in the presence of danger that we got out of there, you know, like squirrels in right. the road, they just like mm-hmm. dart to the left and to the right and to the left and the right, and then they get squashed. But God's <laughs> given us this feeling. And so one of the things that I teach kids, especially my kids, is that we're supposed to thank God when we feel that feeling. We can thank him because he gave it to us. He created it. And so I would say like my youngest name is Ryan. Ryan, when you felt that fear feeling inside of you, we can thank God for that because that's his way of saying you can turn to me right now. And that's what we will do in that moment when we feel afraid is we use every reminder that we can give our kids to say, turn to me, turn to God. And so what I do is I just say, Ryan, you just go ahead and say, yeah, Lord, I feel afraid of going up to the front of my class and giving this class report or raising my hand and having that attention. So one of the first things I would do when you start to feel those butterflies is turn to the Lord with that feeling and say, Lord, thank you that you are with me. And Mm -hmm. then I would just say to my body and to myself, you know, like internally, okay, I feel this feeling, but is there danger around me right now? Nope. No real danger. God is with me. Okay, well, then I'm going to do what's next. And that's just to worship the Lord and give him my best. I think a lot of times when we're talking to kids, also, they need help remembering the truth about God in the middle of that. And they need the stories, too. You know, like Gideon was threshing wheat in a hole when an angel came to him and said, God is with you, mighty warrior. And Gideon looked at him and was like, yeah, I'm the least warrior. I'm hiding right now. (laughs) And then Gideon goes on to fight a battle, you know, with torches and trumpets and jars, this like unlikely war machinery, you know, and (laughs) good to teach them those stories too, that God doesn't do things the way that we do it. And he doesn't often save us the way that we thought he would. And the Bible is filled with stories like that. And this morning I told you already, I was reading about Jehoshaphat in second Chronicles 20. And God told them, you stand firm and you praise. And so King Jehoshaphat is in the middle of a siege. And Corey, he put the worship leaders on the front line to sing. And that's how they <laughs> I like that in a battle, you know, like, and that's not the way we would do it, but that's the way that God right. would do it. And that's what we've got to do is put God first. Wow. I love that. That is so helpful for children to know that we're putting God first with our fears in the moment to do that. And one of the things too we want to do is, if you agree with me, Lee, is to make it a safe place for them to tell us their fears. That's a first step, I would say. Well, what are some some next maybe practical tips that uh, you would say when you're someone, a child is actually coming to you with a fear? Well, I love that. One of the first things that we can do is that we can pray with them about that fear. And so the first and greatest thing we can always do for people or for our kids is to pray for them, over Mm -hmm. them, out loud, on purpose. And Mm -hmm. kids have to be taught how to pray just like adults have to be taught how to pray. And it's not hard. Mm -hmm. They just need to hear us do it. And so, you know, I would just say, go ahead and just lift that little sweet girl up to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, Sally just came to me with this fear and you heard it too. 
And mm-hmm. Lord, I'm just asking that you would give her your peace right now as we kind of talk through those things. And then I would listen, Corey, I would listen to what she's afraid of in the middle of that mm-hmm. and see if you can get down to the root of that. A lot of times our fears are hidden and cluttered. And, and a lot of times kids just need a good listener, you know, so they can yes. talk through all of those things. And then depending on where your kid's at and their knowledge of God or the Bible, then you say, well, what do we know about God? And it's easier if they, if they express that than you talking at them, you know, and sometimes our kids know more than we think, and they just need a place to process that out loud. And what we're going to do is we're just going to keep pointing them to the heavenly father, showing them the truth about God gently. And then I think over the course of the weeks that the Bible school has this opportunity to work with kids week after week is remembering that and, and dropping a note. Hey, this is what I'm praying for you. Remember that God is always with you. Remember that God is for you. Remember that he's listening. He sees you. And I think that gives them a God confidence. Yes, we want our kids to be able to trust us. But at the end of the day, it's more important that they trust the Heavenly Father. Oh, amen. I love that. Giving them a God confidence, instilling in them that he is always there, listening to them and and praying with them and actually helping them give it to God. All great tips, all great ideas. And is there anything else you want to tell our listeners when it it comes to this idea of faith and fear, Lee? Is there any, any other things? You know, Corey, a lot of times people walk up to me and they say, hey, this is what I really want to do but I don't really know how. And Corey, you and I have really spent a lot of time in the word of God, trying to build this base that's underneath us of who God is. And it can be really daunting go, you know what? I don't even know who God is. I don't even (laughs) know why he is those things. How am I going to explain those to the kids? And I think it's really important that parents and leaders and grandparents recognize you really only need to be about 15 minutes ahead of the kids to be teaching them, you know? And so I think a lot of times it's like you do the best you can in the moment and then you use the issue that comes up to find ways to seek God, you know, like look for the answers. When you Mm -hmm. identify that there's a fear there and you don't have the answer, then use that momentum that God has brought to dig into who he is. And if that's you read a Jesus storybook Bible so that you start building that God orientation in your mind. Like you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't need a theology degree. You just need to be 10 or 15 minutes ahead of them. And Corey, you and I have been moms long enough to know sometimes 15 minutes is even a stretch. Two or three minutes would be a blessing, (laughs) you know, but really believe friends that God has equipped you for this job to love and to instruct the kids that are in your life. Thank you, Lee, for speaking with us today. This is all good stuff. And we just can learn from each other all the time. And I appreciate that. And I want to know how for this, your book here, Brave Moms and Brave Kids, how can they get a copy of that book if they'd like to? How can they learn more? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks, Corey, for asking. Brave Moms, Brave Kids is available wherever books are sold. And so you can also jump on Amazon or CBD or often at your local bookstore. That's great. Or you can head to my website, which is bravemomsbravekids.com, and you can find it there too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, can you close us out today by praying for our listeners today, Lee? It would be an honor, Corey. Thanks. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and thank you today that you are the God 
who wants the next generation to know you. Lord, I praise you that you did create fear, that we would know how great you are, and then we would have a right relationship with you. Lord, your way is the best way. And that's true in this generation. It's true when the news is scary to us. It's true when we don't know what's going on is that you are always in control and you're always working for our good. I pray for our friends that as they interact with the kids in their life, that they would know and believe that you are with them, that you've brought about this opportunity. And I pray that they would seize it with all of their hearts, that the next generation would know that they would really truly believe that they can tell the children. Lord, we offer you our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us, Lee. Thanks, friend. Well, I hope you've been encouraged and inspired by Lee today. And we'll check out her book along with other resources on our show page just for you at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. And if you learned something new you didn't know before, go ahead and share this episode with a friend so they can learn too. Feel free to hit the subscribe button so you'll get our podcast downloads every Tuesday. Also, we would be grateful if you would leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts to help us grow organically. Are your kids or grandkids always on their cell phone or their iPad? What's that all about in this culture and how's it affecting kids? Join us next week when Arlene Pellicane, co-author of the book Screen Kids, shares tips on how to break this addiction and more. You won't want to miss it. See you next time. And remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus.